Welcome to The Offer Letter, the podcast designed to help you, the job seeker, to perfect your interview skills. Every episode, we have a special guest here to help us decode a common interview question with me, your host and interview coach, Michael Manzano. Today's question is, why have you jumped around to so many jobs? Now, some of you out there might have a resume that has lots of different positions, like you started at job A, after six months, you go to job B, and maybe a year later, you're at job C, and about another year later, then you're at job D, and eight months later, you're at job E, and who knows how long you'll be at this role. Now, if you are keeping track, then that is five jobs in three and a half years, and having that on your resume might bring up some red flags to the recruiter, and they might see you as a flight risk or someone that's something called a job hopper that goes from one job to another. But what if you had legitimate reasons to move jobs, like it was a toxic environment, or you were working survival or transitional jobs, or maybe you moved to a place that was more favorable of a situation for you and your family? I mean, how can you frame it so it doesn't look like you would be a problem for the company? Now, today's guest is Sammy Wariat, and he's the host of the Successful Millennials podcast. And he has an interesting story of bouncing around through corporate for a bunch of different years after graduating. And he helps people by coaching them in five main areas of life, being happiness, money, health, career, and relationships. So, Sammy, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. Thank you so much for the uh, invitation. Sammy, could you give us a quick summary of your professional background and why you think that a recruiter would label you as a job hopper? So I kind of bounced around a lot. Uh, six years of corporate, five roles, three companies, uh, a lot of different interviews that I've had over the time. So that's why I felt like, you know, this question gets asked a lot, at least of me, because I moved around quite a bit. And, you know, it's not a bad thing. And there's lots of people out there who are in the same boat. You know, they are maybe they're just in the the wrong situation or, you know, life happens. And maybe on their resume, it shows that they've been at a company for one year, maybe one and a half for another position for another year. And it does show that they bounced around a lot. It might be a red flag to lots of recruiters. So, I mean, why do recruiters ask this question, Sammy? I think it's because there's a certain level of training cost that goes in when you hire somebody new, right? You have to, they're really, not want to say useless, but the first like three months, you're not really providing any output. The company is teaching you things and you're learning, but you're not really hitting the ground running. So that's like, to them, it's considered sunk cost. And, you know, it'll take you a while to get up to speed. And then eventually that's when you start to become a A plus performer. But then that to them, it takes a year, year and a half. And if you're leaving after, right after that, they feel like they've wasted all that money training you and then they got no benefit of it. So they want to just make sure that, hey, are we is this got to be a win win right where we both benefit? Yes, you're going to learn and, and grow and hopefully leave, because I think that's what continues growth on both ends. But at the same time, the company feels like they need to get something out of you as well, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and you know, there is that level of trust and they do recruit you hoping that you will stay and and like you said, Sammy, like they're they put in lots of money and time into recruitment and people just think that it's as easy as, hey, I'll, I'll give you a job and you're done. But there is budgets they've got to consider. There's so many things. So what are some tips and tricks that uh, you would give to answer this question then? 
I think, I mean, it's going to sound cliche, like I, most of the answers I think on your podcast, but they're cliches for a reason, right? Like you need to know your five-year plan by heart and why you're applying for that specific company. I was in like in that second company when I left from uh, my second to my last and final role, I wanted to leave a kind of a toxic work environment and I wanted to be in a culture that promotes growth, a culture with leadership that uh, wants to take chances and learn and, and continue to grow both myself and, and the whole team. Right. So you have to know why specifically you're applying for that role within that company and how that fits into your grand scheme of things, if you will. Not everybody's going to hold you to your five-year plan because it's constantly changing, but to show that you know where you want to go and why this role in this company is going to help you get there is a really big plus I've seen. Yeah, and I mean, if you you think about it, there's kind of two sides to this. There's the future looking, which you did address, and then there's kind of the past. They're, they're asking essentially, well, what's what went wrong? Now, how honest do you need to be in your answers of like why you move to different companies? I personally found that I'm not good lying under pressure. So I, I just have been brutally <laughs> honest uh, because I feel like then I'll get tripped up and not know the story. But like for me, I, I, I can coherently say why I left that place. Like if it was an area where I want to continue growing, I've showed that, listen, this is what I've done in this role. You can ask my references that I was I prided myself in being one of the fastest persons to ramp. So when it takes a year or a year and a half to get uh, proficient in a role, I would work 60 or 70 or 80 hours a week as early as possible learning everything so that I would be proficient in six months or three months. And then that way you can ask like, okay, yeah, I was only there for a year and a half, but I worked so much that I was like as if I was there for three years. So it's, it's kind of like I'm willing to put in way more than is asked, but in the in the kind of flip side of that, I'm expecting things to move faster than quote unquote normal, where you have a three year horizon to get a small promotion. Like I'm not willing to do all that work for this. So if I'm going to work this hard, which is something I love doing, then I'm a, I'm kind of looking for somebody who's going to help promote faster and help me learn new things because I'll get bored working that much in the same thing. So that's kind of how I, I said straight up to my last boss, who was like, essentially, why would I hire you? You've left every company in like two years. And I said that exact same thing. I was like, I'm going to work more. So two years is somebody working 20 hours a week or 30 hours a week or even 40 in two years is less time than me working 80 for two years. Right. I'm working technically four years in that in that mindset. So it's to shift from time into hours and effort. And that's kind of where I felt like if I'm just honest, then, then that helps me more. And of course, you always, always, always want to be honest with your answers. Now, what if you've jumped around maybe because of the team or wasn't a good fit? I mean, what do you think people should talk about in those situations? I mean, how honest should they be if, let's say, their their boss was horrible and that's one of the reasons that they moved or, or their teams was sucked, right? They weren't productive at all or, you know, they weren't pulling their own weight. What should people say in those situations of why they jumped around? Yeah, so that's kind of when I left my second company. I think it's important to not use names. Um, you know, it could just be that you, you just keep it professional and be like, I wanted to leave because I felt that 
I was being stifled under this environment because of X, Y, Z. And you have to show examples. Um, again, not using names and not using exactly who in leadership, because you could just say leadership. It could mean your direct boss, senior leadership, you know, people around uh, your, your boss's peers, for example. And all that is important for your growth. But just say that, for example, I took a couple of days off and wanted to attend the seminar and my leadership was like, no, this is a stupid idea. Why would you do that? Essentially. And in my mind, that's when that was my signal. I need to leave. So when I was asked, why are you leaving? I kind of said that and I was like, leadership doesn't promote external growth from a mindset perspective. Right? It has nothing to do with the, the job at hand. It was just that I was going to a seminar and doing work courses. Right. So. To me, you could say that in a way without naming names, but focus on the reason why and giving an example. For me, it was like I wanted to take days off, which, you know, it's PTO. It's perfectly fine. And I wanted to do something to better myself. And leadership didn't think that was a great idea. And to me, that's not a sign of some place that I'm never going to be able to, to, to stay in. Yeah. And I mean, you also have to find those red flags in the company as well. You never know what's what's going to happen. These might not come out until a few months later on. But uh, one of the main things is that you do want to keep it positive. And like you said, Sammy, don't mention names, but keep it positive. You know, focus on those good things. Focus on the things uh, going back to your five year plan. You know, what did you want to do? Where do you want to be in five years? Right now, could you give us an example of how you would answer this question then? Sure. So so I'll just tell you the example of exactly what I said in my last interview in corporate when I was getting my final role, because he was my SVP when he interviewed me. was like, essentially, why would I take the chance on somebody who's going to leave in, in two years? And I was like, well, he had a reputation in the company. Maybe it was a little bit more stagnant, but he had a reputation of promoting growth because he had moved around in the company for a while. And I mentioned that. I was like, listen, part of my plan in corporate was to continue to grow. And in that role, I was in their leadership that didn't like that. I've heard and I've asked around that you are a leader who does like that. And you promote that because that's something that you've gone through as well. So you see the importance of it. And my my background is somebody who, like I said, I pride myself on being able to be a fast ramper. Uh, my ramp up time is fast, for lack of a better word. And, and so then I will know that I can put in the hours to get up to par as fast as possible and continue to work hard. And this has given me a brand new start, right? This is a new industry, something I've never done with. So I have to ramp on that. This is going to give me a new entry point in terms of leadership, something that I've been like a team lead, but having people reporting onto you, working with recruiters and hiring and asking these questions instead of being asked them, that's all learning experiences, as well as how you can manage people outside of the actual to-do lists of analytics, which I felt like I was getting really good at. So this is more of a trajectory where I wanted to be somebody who can lead and lead a business unit and leading the analytics for the sales team, something that you're always around the numbers, somewhere where you know all parts of the business and you can know both the revenue and you can learn the cost side of it. You can touch a lot of different things. It gives me the breadth that I desire and will help me get into something that I want to continue to do, which is the which is the you know head of a business unit years down the line similar to what he had also done so i mirrored kind of what his career was which is really kind of what i wanted to do at the time was really similar and i showed him that he was a guy that i wanted to work for 
and the industry is something that like this was before COVID uh, when I got the job. So I didn't really know that, you know, water is never going to go anywhere. But <laughs> but I did mention that, you know, like it's an industry that's totally different. I'm kind of burnt out of the financial services where it doesn't really mean anything that you get to transact instantly into Zelle. Like delivering water is cool. I think I've never done before. It's always it's needed. Right. You kind of have that higher purpose type of message and you're helping people that way. So I, I said all that and he was like, OK, that kind of makes sense where he saw where I came from and how I learned into analytics and how I like that. But I'm also interested in helping grow people. And so I think when you're when you're transitioning from what you do, which is like an individual contributor into what, you know, kind of like a senior level analyst, you're, you need who, you know, um, what you know in terms of the overall org and stuff like that. And then it becomes who you grow. And that's when you're in leadership. And that's the three like value propositions across your career. So I mentioned that I felt like I'm good at the first two and I want to learn how to be good at the third one as well. You brought up a good point on value propositions, and that is very important throughout the whole interview, but even more important in this one, because it can be kind of a negative question. But then you want to put that positive spin on it. And by talking about those value propositions that you have, then it really does make a difference and it makes it more of a positive answer. So that's great. Thanks so much for that, Sammy. And I mean, thanks for being on the podcast. Now, you have lots of things on the go. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of the projects that you're currently working on and how people can connect with you? Sure. I appreciate, again, having me on. This is awesome. I love talking about this stuff. (laughs) I have uh, my own podcast, like you mentioned. It's called the Successful Millennials Podcast, where we focus on really the discipline needed for success in all the categories you mentioned earlier, right? It's money, it's passion and purpose in your career, it's health, relationships, and overall happiness. So I kind of have weekly episodes where we talk, either myself or I bring on a guest, and we kind of go through different disciplinary tactics needed to continue to to strive for that overall goal of happiness and how you could do it through those other categories. Um, I also provide some level of coaching and consulting on those categories if you need one-on-one time. Um, and you can probably just email me is the closest way. It's financezilla at gmail.com. Or if you're on Instagram, uh, you know, financezilla is also re- there that you can just reach out to i'm most active on that i'm not really on other social media platforms um, but i'm just trying to focus on one at a time and we're going to have all those links in the show description so make sure that you check out all of those things that sammy's doing so sammy thank you so much for being on the show and thank you to our listeners for joining us today on the offer letter remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can get the latest episodes My name is Michael Manzano and join us next time as we decode another interview question so you can get your offer letter.